0: We are live with uh, episode number 27 for the Memory Tracks podcast. 27, I feel, it's like the 27 club. So this, like there's <laughs> all, yeah, each episode, I, I read too much into the significance of a number, but <laughs> this is a good one, um, as they all are. Uh, and I'm really excited to welcome my friend Eva here on the podcast. You can hey. say hello. Hi. How's
1: it um, going? It's good. It's great. It's great. <laughs>
0: um, it's cool to have you on. We we... Uh, I met you through kickball games, right? Yeah, like years ago, um, which I wish you would come back into the fold because you were quite skilled, <laughs> and we can always use more kickball players.
1: Maybe misremembering my skill, but it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of
0: heart and passion that you <laughs> yeah. put onto the field. Yeah, that brought was... heart.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but, you know, it was cool, and uh, you have. we both stayed in Austin but haven't really kept in touch, and recently we caught back up, and... You were updating me on all your awesome stuff you're doing in law school. Which year? Year two. Is that right?
1: I am. I just finished it, so.
0: One more year. Is that right?
1: One more. Are you ready? On 3L. Ready or not, here it comes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Just drinking out of a
1: fire hydrant.
0: (laughs) You were before we started taping. You were explaining you just wrapped your exams and whatnot for Mm -hmm. year two, and. I guess I've heard this before, but I always forget when I hear it, it just blows my mind of, like, basically, each semester is one exam at the end.
1: Yeah, it tends to be that way. It's like this holdover. To me, it seems very traditional in this way. It's not very 21st century uh, holistic approach of learning or anything like that. But it it definitely, um, you know... People who went through a hazing process are loath to change the hazing process because that might mean that it's somebody else has an easier time than they <laughs> <Yeah>. did. <do.
0: laughs> yeah. I guess that's a fair way to look at it, but I don't know. I mean, I don't feel like you would never go to trial and have like you get your one shot to propose, right? It's multiple days, so I don't know. But um, I'm uh, always uh, admiring people who choose to continue to go to school like that and uh you're from what i understand it sounds like you're great at what you do Mm -hmm. and working and applying it in a really good meaningful way with all the people that you work with so thank you for that
1: oh well thank you so kind to say (laughs) definitely glad it's summertime though take a little break oh i'm
0: sure yeah yeah. thank goodness you don't have like summer school program there is no such thing as like a summer semester for law school right
1: you could but be voluntary
0: what do the professors do um
1: they do some research sometimes. That's yeah. a good question.
0: Do most professors have like their own practice or
1: no. 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 Some practitioners will maybe lecture like and be lecture. an adjunct, yeah. But generally gotcha. I think professors are just full time professors and they might be trying to publish. Yeah. I don't I should ask some of them what they do yeah, in I'm the curious.
0: summertime. Would you well you're giving your law degree, so uh, are you you're gonna go into practice? That's uh, the hope. And then would you ever go back and teach at some point?
1: Ooh. Uh yeah yeah I mean it's fun to it's fun to think critically about some particular issue area and try to approach it from a learning perspective you know yeah I've never really taught people before in anything so I need to think hard about yeah. how to do it but yeah I want to do that
0: yeah well. I could never do it, so I'm glad that there are people that have that dedication because uh, we need good lawyers, right? So <laughs> um, but I'm glad that it worked out well for you to come by after the stress of school uh, and before you leave for um, working down in the valley this summer, it sounds like. So it's great to be able to get this done, and um, I always talk about like who I bring on to the show and why different people come on and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I love is, uh, for me, selfishly, like I love having a conversation that has some structure and some meaning that forces things that you you may not share with other people without the prompt to go through. And the idea of like people in my life that I've met and know well or don't know as well or whatnot, to have those conversations is really cool. So super appreciative that you're into the idea and wanting to come on and do it. <laughs> and. When I saw your songs that you emailed me yesterday, I was like, "Oh man, I'm so happy about this!" Because <laughs> you definitely hit like at least two artists. That uh, one in particular that is like huge for me. So that one I'll have to bite my tongue to make sure that I don't, you know, overshare on my side because it's this is your episode. <laughs> well,
1: I'll be curious to hear what you have to say too. <laughs> well,
0: well, you, you will you say that now? We'll see. That's <laughs> no, all good though. I, I love these songs, and um, I hope the audience will. But we should go ahead and kick off to the first one, because uh, I've had, you know, I've had you're probably the third or fourth one to pick a song that's, like, longer than 10 minutes. <laughs> and last episode we had, uh, what was it, uh, it's called Night on Bald Mountain, the, like, Fantasia orchestral oh, song. Somebody yeah. pick as their first one. And that's, like, 12 minutes long, like, full orchestral movement and everything, which it's brilliant, but... Uh, I always preface, give the heads up to the listeners that this is going to be a longer one,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it's such a good song.
1: It's so good. I it's would normally so apologize to someone if I was about no. to put them through, but here, I'm just going to say, you're welcome. Yeah,
0: no, this. if you Listen. haven't heard this one, then uh, yeah, this, is, uh, this will be a, a good moment for you. Um, and I think all of these artists are ones that have huge catalogs. Mm-hmm. And while, again, this is always about like just as much about the memories as it is about the music itself. I love uh, some of these artists people may not have actually listened to and they have such a huge catalog. So hopefully, listening to it now is gonna inspire people to go back and actually listen to all of these records because they're so good. But (laughs) we're gonna start with um, a song called I Want You by Erica Badu. We can I want you by Erica Badu from her 2003 Worldwide Underground record. And we were, it, it's so long and there's so many movements in that song. It's like you have to have a couple of lessons to kind of re- even remember the different segments.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And we were talking about the end there and how like you almost forget that it's even there. It's so different from the rest. It hits that like funkadelic Hendrix like Eddie mm-hmm. Hazel guitar riffs. And what I just put together was like they, they call it like frequency at the end. And Frequency is the group of like musicians that play on the record, which they're like an offshoot of the Soul from like five years earlier, which was like Questlove, James Poyser, Pino mm-hmm. Palladino, mm-hmm. and all the guys that did like D'Angelo and Common and Badu and everything. And then Frequency is James Poyser. who's the keyboard player and producer and writer for like the Roots back in the day. I don't know. If, I think I think he still plays with the Roots. But he did, like, so much of those hip-hop records and neo-soul stuff. And Mm -hmm. so that's definitely their, like, all right, Eric, can we jam for a minute? Yeah, she, like, (laughs) points to them, and they
1: take it away. (laughs) It's so cool.
0: And then you hear her, like, starting to, like, ad-lib there at the end, and it trails off. And, like, Mm -hmm. I just wonder, I bet you there's, like, 30 more minutes to that song on tape somewhere (laughs) that, like, they're, like, yeah, we can't have a 45-minute song of you guys just grooving, about doing spouting off like just feeling but it sounds so Love cool like I want to that. hear that.
1: I know. Me too. <laughs> oh,
0: it's so good. Um I bet you're right. <laughs> it's uh it's a great track and uh I'm really glad you picked it and also really curious to hear your connection to it.
1: Yeah. Um where to begin? <laughs> I'll start at the I'll begin at the beginning. Yeah. Um yeah, I you know, I'm from Dallas mm-hmm. and I feel like I should have known about Erica Badu having been from there, but yeah. I, I think I was probably 23, and um, my sister's now fiance. He was a great guy who started coming to Christmas with us really early on in the uh, relationship. That's a sign, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this was like <laughs> that's the, eight, that's eight years serious, ago or yeah. something, I mean, and. So Not, it took a while to... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. But he... So he joined us for Christmas, maybe when I was, I think, a, a couple years before, um, and started coming with us, and we would exchange gifts, and it was fun to get to know him in the context of, you're someone I'm about to spend five or six days with and give you a gift, so right. I want to know you. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and... Uh, he, I think, after he had spent two Christmases or something with us, he gave me this album on vinyl, uh, and I had never I'd heard of Erykah Badu, but I had never listened to her. Right. I hadn't, and he just said, "I think, I think this would be up your alley. I think you'd like this," and so I just would come home from work um, and be making dinner, and would put it on, and fell in love with this album like it was as if. Uh, you know the stars just align. It's like, I didn't know that this existed. I didn't know these yeah. sounds could exist. I yeah. completely love this album, and um, so I would listen to it often. But this song in particular, uh, just because it's, you know, like if you're listening to a three minute song, three minute song, three minute song. You get to anticipate them and you mm-hmm. remember There's the like rhythm. like formula. Yeah.
0: First chorus, first chorus. Yeah. Chorus, so verse, you're listening chorus, to that <laughs> and that, and then
1: you flip onto the, this side of the album. I think this is the third song. Yeah. And it comes on, and you just forget where you are. You forget how long you've Wait, been listening to it. So it's listening. on the B side? I think it is. Okay. Um, I don't know if I ever really paid strict yeah. attention to Am I starting right, with right. A or B, but I'm pretty sure right, yeah. the bonus track plays right after that song. Okay, so I think yeah. it's the B side. Um, but in any case I'd often, whatever I was doing, whatever side I'd been listening to, I lost track, you know, because you're just swept away by the sound yeah. and yeah, I don't know. I was in freshly feeling like an adult and freshly single and just felt like I was kind of living my life on my own terms and
2: mm-hmm.
1: everything I could, you know, I was spending it was just this kind of, like, moment of independence in my life that yeah. aligned with um, Erykah Badu just serenading me in this, like, intense 10-minute track. Yeah. Um, so it's very evocative to me of that that period of my life. And it's such a sexy song, but, like, what I remember is standing at the chopping, you know, like, on, with the uh-huh. cutting board yeah. and just, like, <laughs> slicing vegetables right. and really feeling it. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> it was so fun. Yeah. Um, and I always, I it's a song that I go back
0: to all the time. Yeah, when you um, got it as a record, had you been? Did he know that you are a vinyl? Are you, I presume that you listen to vinyl and you keep up with records, or was that kind of like?
1: It was like one of my first.
0: Oh wow, really. so that's that's hugely significant. Yeah, so not I, only did he take like a chance on the artist that you weren't familiar with, but mm-hmm. he also was like, hey, I think you'll start. Listening to vinyl.
1: Yeah. Well, there was a slight overlap in the sense that he, I lived with my sister, okay. and he was moving in with us. Yeah. And um, had we records. had his, we had his record player. Gotcha. So I had started pulling out. He was very open about sharing his records. so yeah. I had started pulling out different records because uh, he cool. and I had some yeah. overlapping music tastes. Yeah. And I would play some stuff, so he knew that I was interested, but not necessarily trying to accrue my own right. collection or anything. Yeah, because I had gone to college. In um, in Massachusetts and was not in the habit of making a lot of uh, material collections. Yeah, yeah no, for Sure. <laughs> when right. you're away from home, you're like yeah. Uh, but it was it was very new to me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, did you continue to get records on your own?
1: I did. Yeah. yeah. Um I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm like a record enthusiast. I yeah. like I I very much appreciate having them in like that format as opposed right. to any other format um but uh I I have a pretty modest collection yeah
0: yeah well he started he started it for (laughs) you that's great that's awesome yeah um when you so if if you have if you have your modest collection do you because I know for me like Uh I go through the vinyl stuff because similar to this podcast of like it helps create like a tangential memory Mm -hmm. to that oh absolutely Yeah. yeah
1: I love the sound and the feel and just like slipping it out the process of its little it... paper sheath.
0: Well, it's funny you mentioned like with the song, thinking about it being on, like you hear the record and mm-hmm. then this totally warps your brain after you flip it onto the B-side and you mm-hmm. forget where you are.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And you forget, like if you don't do vinyl, you forget the idea of like an A and a B-side. Yeah. And uh, some artists, not all in different time periods, but actually put a lot of thought into separating the a side and the b side and Mm -hmm. what the first song on each one is and how it ends and Mm -hmm. this is one that yeah it makes a lot of sense for for that b-side closer
1: yeah yeah oh the entire album compilation is kind of i mean it's still in some areas it's still a a intent very intentional thing but in terms of singles and stuff in a way yeah um, that's lost
0: we were talking earlier about badu and i've seen her live a couple of times and uh, you mentioned that you haven't yet but that's going to change we'll yes. make sure that that it changes to, yeah. um, but she's like in this song i think it's just perfectly uh, perfect evidence of this like she's such a transformative artist where she has all these sounds and influences and you can pick apart different pieces from it but mm-hmm. she just kind of does it on her own agenda mm-hmm. and this one is so reminiscent of that of just I'm gonna play what I wanna play. Oh my gosh. Take you yes. on the journey.
1: One thing I was thinking about while I while I listened to these songs earlier today, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of get myself back in thinking about them. And what I love about Erica Badu is that, you know, this entire song part of what I love so much about the song, aside from just the, the musical mastery, is the lyrics are so compelling, you know, like She drank a jar of holy water. She tried a little (laughs) yoga for a minute, but she's completely overtaken. She's, like, out of control with her emotions. Right. But the thing about Erica Badu is, like, she is always Always in complete control. control. yeah. And I love that about her. It's, like, I had this thought today. It's, like, you know, in ancient Greece, people... Conceived of these stories about Mount Olympus Mm -hmm. and the different gods. At one time, this god had this type of, you know, domestic kerfuffle, and it went like this. And we can relate to that. And you know, they kind of use it as a, as a, um, they create allegory to find meaning and purpose in their lives and relate in that way. And I totally Mm -hmm. do that with Erica Badu. (laughs) Like whether it's this song or like that song, I don't even know if I have the title right. But uh, when she been going through it all. I don't know if you've heard that song, uh, but you have to hear that yeah. song. It's about how she's been going through it all. Okay. People have been giving her shit, and she's just, like, tired of it. Yeah. And in all of these, it's just, like, if Erica Badu has experienced it, I will make it through. Like, I will. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so she has this complete control and, like, mastery over whether it's the her way of singing or her way of expressing... Um, She has very, very emotionally powerful
0: songs. Right.
1: Um, But I love that about her. Yeah.
0: Well, and I don't know if you knew this, but this, so this record was like a three, three years after. So she, she had a kid in like 99 or something like that, and then came out with Mama's Gun, which was a big success, and then toured around that and was exhausted and was also still a a new mother and
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um, experienced like pretty severe writer's block a while and then this was her first album post writer's block oh, which is interesting that. like context to like go back and listen to because it is so all over the place and you're mm-hmm. like you can kind of almost hear the frustration but then just like the sheer dominance that she crafts it regardless mm-hmm. it's, it's great um, so one last question for you related to your story would be so it seems like a pretty significant, meaningful gift from your future brother-in-law. Uh-huh. So have you returned the favor and uh, <laughs> shared a similar uh, recommendation with him?
1: Mm, that's a great question. We've swapped so many gifts. Have I given him something? Well, I haven't given him anything Eric level. Yeah. I don't know if I've, I've returned the gift of discovery <laughs> in that way. Yeah, my... Since nothing's coming to mind, I mean, I probably okay, have a yeah, Okay, well, yeah, homework assignment, there you go. Yeah, well, I've got a wedding present to think about, so. <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> this could yeah. go. This could be it. Yeah. Very cool. Well, <laughs> shall we move to the uh, the next song? Sure. Cool. So this next one is um, by Destroyer, and it is called Painter in Your Pocket.
3: And i reminded of the time that I was blinded by the sun was a welcome change from the side. Did you get
0: Destroyer. Who okay, so destroyer is Destroyer a band or a person? I've always been confused in that.
1: I have too. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Like <laughs> there's a, there's always those artists that have the they name themselves the band because they're like I don't want people to think of me as a person mm-hmm. and then you find out years later you know, it's always assumed it's this big like project it's like oh it's just one guy in his bedroom who's been doing stuff forever yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm always like fascinated with that and I don't know I didn't actually have time to look up much on this other than it's from Destroyer's Rubies, 2006. Mm-hmm. So this is like prime college years. So I'm guessing <laughs> that that's going to uh, maybe have a play in your story. I don't know.
3: Um,
0: but I know he's Canadian. I know that the one of the guys or the main guy or whatever it is is Canadian from Vancouver or something. Mm-hmm. But I actually am not like... I always remember back in college days when like music blogs were a big thing and, like, you know, that everybody had a blog and they'd review and Destroyer was one of those bands that just always came up and, like, was releasing something and everyone was like, this is the greatest and I've never really listened to any of the music. I always kind of have other things to listen to. So, I really like this song. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I would heard it today when I was listening to your list and now I'm going to listen to some more Destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, tell me tell me how you found out about it and yeah. uh, and what it means for you.
1: So this song hit for me just before college started, and um, I uh, I actually haven't listened to too much Destroy besides Destroy Trees and Kaput also. Okay, It's another uh, I like I like uh, what came I'm out making out of Kaput. note of that. Yeah. Um, but I you already know more about Destroyer than I do. Like, I put this song on there because I have such a strong... It's another song I just keep coming back to. I love that, too. But, um, yeah, so I, I found this song because I was, I must have been 17, and um, I was dating a boy who, you know, well, even before we were dating, we liked each other a lot. And, you know we our what came to be our love language was sharing music Mm -hmm. and um it was very clear to me that he was in love with me and I also knew that I was in love with him but we didn't talk about that we just exchanged music back and forth all types of art on top of the cds and it was Mm -hmm. very well planned out and it was it was the thrilling you know adrenaline of being a teenager and being in love and that was so fun and um and so he play, He uh, gave me a different Destroyer song, and uh, which I really enjoyed. And then I ended up kind of exploring this album mm-hmm. and uh, found this song. And a lot of what I was listening to at the time was very, um, you know, I'm not in music, so my terminology is off, but like the vocals were often kind of filtered and hazy mm-hmm. sounding. Yeah. It was like Broken Social Scene and right. Radiohead and all this different stuff where it, it it seemed like there were kind of uh, there were effects on the vocals which I I liked that sound and it was uh, I was into that a lot. But Destroyer had such a clear like his voice just comes through in this really direct, clear, seemingly to me like unfiltered way that it caught me off guard and his lyrics are so um, prosaic mm-hmm. that to me I, I just pictured like a troubadour singing these songs. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. I
0: like that. You that know? It conjures up some good yeah. And And
1: whatever stringed instrument, I guess it's a guitar, but I was like, it could be a mandolin. I have yeah. no idea. Just picture this kind of, like, timeless guy who right. was, um, you know, issuing these sort of vague, cryptic lyrics that said a lot, but also were devoid of a context in a way. Yeah. Um, so, I loved this song a lot, and um, still, like, if I... I, I'll go for a while without thinking about it or listening to it, but um, it's every once in a while. I'd, I was on going driving home from Tulsa a few months ago and had been on the road, taking a few wrong turns, had been no one but myself and, like, no CDs or anything or internet connection for a while in my car for, like, five hours, and yeah, I was starting yeah, to go, go a little
0: <laughs> go crazy.
1: Yeah, and finally got in. Got in range to stream something and just like started listening to Destroyer. Wait, you didn't have
0: any CDs or anything. No, so it was radio really poorly planned.
1: I thought I would. Well, I, no, I had I had a lot of crackly radio and a lot of okay. Christian radio. Yeah. But yeah, in between, in the, the stretch between Tulsa and I was coming into Dallas. Okay. And um, yeah, it, it, was, it was. I was quiet. Like, out there. I, I know get, my thoughts. I
0: get mint, <laughs> like physically uncomfortable in a car without music playing mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds like torture that's the worst thing ever yeah. also that drive sucks <laughs> like there's yeah, nothing to see it was desolate for a oh, while you're just like <laughs> when is the check stop gonna be here <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i need a kolache this yeah is awful.
1: <laughs> i know gotta uh, get that kolache that's torture <laughs> that's torture well so that's that's my relationship to painter in your pocket
0: i'm curious what was the uh, song that he sent you originally
1: uh, was it, um, it's like a seven minute song and I can hear it in my head. Yeah. European oils, maybe that might not be the name of it, but it's something kind of something like that. that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I can't think of the name of it right now, but I think it might be European oils.
0: Was this like a first love?
1: Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was.
0: That's good. It do was. You can, do you remember like drawing the little CD <laughs> art for? Our- <laughs>
1: absolutely,
0: <laughs> absolutely,
1: and like letters. You know, we didn't live in the same town. We lived close to each other, but he was the only person I sent snail mail to. And it was oh wow! Very, yeah, that's serious. <laughs> yeah, we we did not take correspondence lightly. It was, but it, I mean, it was all very playful, but yeah, very. Yeah, lots of drawing, lots of uh thoughtful kind of coded language that um, you know, I have no idea what it would look like if I read it now, but my memory of it is very fond.
0: Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Do you own this on vinyl now?
1: Mm-mm. No. No, I don't.
0: Maybe you need to <sighs> yeah, uh, it's wish to list, yeah. Time
1: to invest. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Awesome. Uh, Shall we move on to the the last one? Sure. All right. So one more left, and I mentioned we were talking about me being excited about your list, and this one, it's the first time this band's been picked, and this is one of my favorite bands of all time, and there is a song from this band that is probably on my three list, so... Which is kind of cool because I could actually cheat now and use, like, commandeer (laughs) your story for my own, but then not have to pick one of their songs. But anyways, (laughs) uh, this is a song by The Talking Heads, and it is called And She Was. a good song and underrated Um, it's called and she was and it's by the talking heads and it's from their 1985 LP little creatures uh, which comes out after I think speaking in tongues I think so Um, and I think that like for like talking heads purists and buffs like this is the first bad talking heads record so wrong so wrong this has somebody says that and she was. yeah people say this. I mean it's one like inevitably you go to like the Goodwill and like this will be the Talking Heads record that you see this one and then the one with the monkey uh, oh. naked I think is what it's called <laughs> <laughs> but oh my gosh it's such a good song and I mean I think David Byrne is like one of the most genius people yeah. of, of our lives but um I haven't I haven't listened to this in a while Mm -hmm. so when you picked it it's always a great excuse and then I was on a huge talking heads kick all day long as a result so thank you for that
1: you're welcome um
0: but yeah I um I I definitely remember hearing this for the first time and being like it's just so catchy it's a per it's the perfect pop song Mm -hmm. it's great um but yeah tell me tell me what it means for you
1: yeah so I completely uh Associate Talking Heads with my parents. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's shocking to me to hear that anybody would say this is a bad album because I know. <laughs> I, Little <laughs> Creatures was on, my parents had and still have this 50 CD carousel. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's, there's a, pie, a little pie slice of it that is the Christmas music, and then everything else is just, <laughs> you know, there's, and, and Little Creatures was very much like Saturday mid-morning cleaning or house chores, whatever, that's what would go on, along with the cars and um, a Clash album that my dad always would want to put nice, on, I play yeah. really loud, and my mom was annoyed. <laughs> Not listen into that and, yeah, one. <laughs> it's like a lot of loud, loud sounds, cacophony. But um, yeah, so I, whenever I hear, and she was, which I've probably heard thousands of times in my life, it makes me think of, I don't know an exact age, but it, I just picture a Saturday morning, like 10:30 mm-hmm. to 1 PM, somewhere, somewhere in that range. And someone's vacuuming, someone's washing the dishes. I have some kind of chore that I'm not particularly <laughs> excited about, but my, my parents are kind of just uh-huh. like doing their bobbing, yeah. you know, little the, the, dances. The talking heads bounce, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's definitely, um, definitely a time when I would like stand on my dad's feet and we would dance together, you yeah. know? Um, so that's what I think of when I think of this song.
0: <laughs> do you think that, um, do they still, like when you go back home and stuff, do they still listen to it? Oh, totally. Dire Straits. The 50, yeah. The, yeah I, mm-hmm. oh, you know, yeah. I did have a guest that picked a Dire Straits song. Really? Yeah, I was really? very surprised.
1: <laughs> dire Straits <laughs> is my mom's addition to the CD Carousel. Gotcha. And, so for every
0: yeah. London Calling that you have to listen to, it's the like back to Dire Straits. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: That's yeah. fun.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I always, I mean, I think that when people think about the songs that they pick, that you always kind of do there. We all have a couple of songs that like you associate to being a kid and growing mm-hmm. up with your parents. Um, and it's not t- talking heads is not one for me, but um, in that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I remember the Beatles songs from mm-hmm. my parents and even my grandparents and stuff. And uh, it's, it's fun to recollect. And then yet yeah, you say you've heard the song a million times and it's still just as good because it ties back to those great memories.
1: Oh yeah. It's it's never has got the song has never gotten old for me, and what's funny though is like this is not about this song in particular, but um songs I associate with my family or my parents yeah and then I'll go on to listen to something that I don't associate with them at all, but it came out in their time, mm-hmm. and then I'll learn like dreams the whole like Fleetwood Mac
0: yeah
1: album i I love um I just like went through a phase where I was obsessed with that song and like every song on that album and my dad was like oh yeah I remember I was I think I was probably 22 23 when that came out and listened to it all the time in my car driving around and our experiences just like dovetailed in this way that I hadn't anticipated and it's not music that they that they played at home really at all but so it's fun it's weird when that happens. Yeah, it's
0: cool to like, connect the dots and yeah. see how it works. Yeah.
1: Um
0: so with the talking heads, like my big introduction to them was um, a friend who was like, have you seen Stop Making Sense? And I was like, No, what is that? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, went to go see it and was just absolutely blown away. <laughs> like changed, honestly, that film changed my life. Uh, in what I thought about music and listening to more music and David Byrne and everything it's it's such a good film yeah did your did you guys watch that as kids not as
1: kids I watched it with my parents my parents came down to Austin this was probably five years ago and it we didn't you know we ate dinner and then wound up back at my apartment and we're kind of twiddling our thumbs and it's like do we play boggle or do we do something yeah. else and my mom said have you ever seen stop making sense <laughs> we watched it together
0: that's awesome oh that makes me so happy because i know that feeling yeah like when you're an adult and your parents come to visit you mm-hmm. in your place and mm-hmm. you're like okay you know your default is you go some you take them somewhere nice to eat
2: mm-hmm.
0: maybe dessert afterwards to mm-hmm. kill more time and then right. you're kind of like okay well now what do we do and uh-huh. just kind of sit around and talk and
1: uh-huh.
0: and then like oh yeah let's watch that make it so look that's <laughs> genius i need to do that to my parents yeah, yeah.
1: it's a testament to my mom
0: <laughs> had she seen it before oh yeah yeah okay yeah. uh they occasionally they'll show it at the draft house and anytime it's playing I try and go if I can and of course like recently Jonathan Dem mm. passed a few weeks ago mm-hmm. so we kind of got the resurgence of people like oh yeah great great film mm-hmm. and this uh, record Little Creatures comes out the year after Stop Making Sense
3: oh okay I didn't know so that. yeah
0: like Stop Making Sense comes out um, after they've parted ways with Brian Eno and they have the first record that Byrne produces himself which is um, Speaking in Tongues is that right? think so yeah and um then they get back from that and take this whole kind of different like americana country route with little creatures and I mm-hmm. mean yeah, these songs are very different but still very talking heads mm-hmm. it's so it's so good i yeah i get very emotional when i, when I hear <laughs> talking heads and, and talk about them <laughs> yeah um
1: I was actually torn between "And She Was" and "Little Creatures," mm, the song itself. Yeah,
0: the self, the title, yeah.
1: But because uh, they're both so, um, those are the two songs yeah. I really associate with that kind of childhood, you right. know, memory. Um, but ended up going. It, this it's just so fun
0: to hear "And She Was." Yeah, it's just it's <laughs> such a good song. I love it. Um did you when you think about like for for your parents the songs that were important to them do you ever talk about them with them like
1: mm. would
0: they know that this would be a song that you would pick for a podcast like this
1: You know maybe not I definitely have my dad definitely talks about music that he listens to and likes you know he is pretty vocal about Kind of pontificating about his his life and yeah. um, and what albums were really formative for him, and he still listens to those. Uh, and my mom less so. She's she's quieter. she She lived for um, most of her twenties. She lived in Morocco, uh-huh. and so I think she did not have a lot. Uh, maybe you know. Maybe it's. I don't know if I can really chalk it up to that. But I've always thought, well, maybe she just didn't have as much access to you know radio and right. <laughs> different things at that time um but yeah i don't if i had to quiz them and say like what songs do you think i associate with yeah. childhood and growing and spending every day with you guys I, I wonder what they would think probably talking heads would be on there but i don't know about this song specifically yeah, yeah i think
0: it's it's probably harder to predict the song mm-hmm. yeah i um you know at one point i i hope to interview my family as well and like i'd be curious for them yeah but you know you say like oh well your mom didn't listen to as much music or whatever but i have the hypothesis of like even if you don't think of yourself i mean i love music i talk about music a lot Mm -hmm. and so people like oh well you know i don't like music as much as you do but it's not it's not the point like Uh even if you never go out of your way to listen to music if you really rack your brain for songs and for times and memories and things and I think that you'd be surprised at like the things that actually you do connect with and you do remember even if you weren't trying mm-hmm. but inevitably like it's always there mm-hmm. and uh, I, I am curious like talking to my parents and to my brothers and things like what they would say and how it's different from what I would expect and whatnot. Mm-hmm. but I like that challenge of trying to pick the three and then sharing it with other people yeah. for sure
1: Absolutely, I found that I ended up grouping them by kind of chapters of life. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do have you noticed a trend? Yeah, a lot a of people do.
0: Yeah, a lot of people will be like, "Oh, well, here's my childhood, here's my college years, and here's my like more recent adult life or something mm-hmm. like that," uh, which is great. Yeah, it's like autobiographical in in a sort of way. And then other people will pick only childhood songs. Or I had one person who. Uh, my friend chris like when he came on we connect a lot on music stuff and he picked a song that he had heard like six months before i was like wow that's crazy like you know you've (laughs) been on earth for as long as you have and you have all these musical memories and you pick one that's still so recent i thought that was really cool that he was that convicted Mm -hmm. convinced with Mm uh how important that song is to him that you take the shot and it's cool but at the same time like it's not always the three most important or whatever. It's just sure. whatever it comes to mind to have the story. So.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Um, well, I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. This has been good. It was, it was great to hear your stories and excellent choice. Excellent <laughs> choices.
1: Thank you. It's so fun. It's like nobody asked me these questions, so oh, I didn't then, wouldn't even yeah. ask myself these questions. I'll be so. curious.
0: Like tomorrow you're like, oh, man, I should have picked that song. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, thanks for coming on and uh, until next time. Yeah.